0: Welcome to AASHTO Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials, testing, and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson.
1: Welcome to AASHTO Resource Q&A. I'm Brian Johnson.
0: And I'm Kim Swanson. And what are we talking about, Brian?
1: Well, we're going to talk about the technical exchange a little bit more. We covered this in a more lengthy way with Bob and Tracy as we were putting things together. But now that we've got an agenda out on the website, we want to hit some high points for people so they know what to expect. I just got an email yesterday from somebody who was talking to someone else about the technical exchange. And there was a group of people that were interested, they thought, but they weren't sure. And maybe this will help them and others who are like them.
0: The Technical Exchange, or TechX, as you'll hear us refer to it as, is March 27th through the 30th in Fort Worth, Texas. The official agenda starts on Tuesday, March 28th, but we do have some pre-conference sessions on Monday, as well as that's when you can register, and then we have an icebreaker event in the evening, but the things don't really kick off until Tuesday, if that helps for traveling, but what do we have going on Monday?
1: Well, Monday is the opening day, but it's kind of an important day for people who have never been there because we have a session on a beginner's guide to uh, AASHTO resource and how to TechX. So it's a way for people who are new to introduce themselves to other attendees and learn about how the week is going to go and plan their week accordingly. So if you're a new attendee, that is a a episode or an episode that is a a session that you will not want to miss.
0: Correct. That is um, at one o'clock local time on Monday, the 27th. And it's Beginner Guide to Astro Resource and How to TechX is the name of the session. And Tracy Barnhart is scheduled to present that. And I think it's going to be a great session. She's done something similar to it in years past. So I think that's really good. But what I think a lot of our listeners would be excited about is what's happening a little bit later, which is Equipment calibration, standardization, and check. So that is also a pre-conference session happening in the afternoon on Monday, March 27th. I think that one is going to be a a highlight for people. What do you think?
1: I think so, too, because often people have questions about that topic, and it's nice to get that out there early on. And hopefully they attended the session before that, and they're feeling like they're ready to talk because it is a technical exchange. You're going to hear that throughout the week. And we encourage people to, to share their thoughts and ideas with others. It's not just about people standing in front of you, talking at you or talking to you or conveying their message that they wanted to convey. It's about you being part of the, you know, you're part of the presentation by sitting in that audience and asking questions and sharing your ideas. And then, of course, after that is something everybody loves, the icebreaker reception. Uh, that's a chance where it's an unstructured activity and you can have some fun and catch up with people that you haven't seen in a while that attend and meet some new people.
0: Any of the icebreakers in some of the downtimes is a great place to engage with some of the vendors and exhibitors that we have, as well as Astro Resource staff. I think that is a great place for attendees to you know, get to know people in a little more personal setting and it's not necessarily work, 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 work. Like it's a little more fun. And I think you get to really get to know the staff and people that you may be interacting with and have emails with and things like that. So I think it's a good, that's a good chance for uh, for everyone to just kind of have fun and really kick off the week. So that is on Monday, March 27th. And we have that scheduled at 530. So you definitely want to make sure you are in Fort Worth for that.
1: And I also want to mention that Trudy Eckstein, one of the quality analysts who has been at a mainstay at Ashto resource for a really long time. She is the quality analyst assigned to Texas. So for, I think, a lot of the Texas labs, they will know Trudy Eckstein's name and she will be around. She'll also be, I think she's going to be in that beginner's guide session, too. So there will be plenty of opportunities to catch up with Trudy during the week, and especially at those two on the first day. So don't miss that if you are a Texas lab, especially.
0: Yep. And then on Tuesday, uh, we kick things off. We have breakfast. I will say, uh, breakfast and lunch is included with registration every day. So I mean, if that wasn't, uh, <laughs> if that wasn't a pull, uh, maybe it is now <laughs> for you. But we have our opening session starting off at. 8 a.m. Breakfast is at 7. So we start early. We want to get caffeinated and ready to go (laughs) to kick off the week on Tuesday. Our big boss, Jim Timon, the executive director of ASHTO, will be having some opening remarks as well as, can we say who our keynote speaker is? We have it up on the website. I don't know why we wouldn't. But Jamie Myers from Atlas will be there as well. And she is the chief diversity officer of Atlas. And so she's going to give a brief keynote address for that. And we're going to really kick off the day with a bang, I think.
1: Yeah, I think so. I did notice that on the schedule, it just says opening session. But if you go down and get into the session abstracts, you'll see a little bit more information on our website.
0: You can go to ashtoresource.org slash events and then click the link from there. So. We have three breakout sessions scheduled for the rest of the day for all of the days. There's three breakout sessions um, going simultaneously. So this is also a good time to if you are planning to go with a colleague, maybe divide and conquer, don't go to the same sessions, divide and conquer because we have three going on at once. So we want to make sure that you get the most out of TechX. So you can look at the agenda and session abstracts to see what sessions were going on, but just on day two in general, what are you most excited about, Brian?
1: On day two, I would say that I am most excited about the PSP report sessions. Those are often really well attended. People always have questions about proficiency sample reports. This time we've got kind of a two-parter. We've got in the afternoon on day two, uh, PSP reports explained, so that gets into the analysis and reports and all that and then a follow-up to that session is another one on corrective actions for PSP. and the idea around these sessions well i'm going to jump also back to the morning session there is a session on root cause analysis and collaborating on that and and the idea, I already talked about how people should be part of the presentation, you know, and share their experiences. What we really want in all of these sessions is to get people talking about the issues they're having and try to solve these problems together and share their experiences. So both of those corrective action sessions, you're going to have an opportunity to talk about what you're experiencing in your lab, hear what other people are experiencing too. We always try to make it such a welcoming experience for people and a place that they can just say pretty much whatever they want to say in the group, as long as they don't go on too long about it, of course, like this. (laughs) We always have the right to cut it off if if you're dominating too much. But yeah, those are going to be really interesting ones for everybody who attends.
0: Yeah, I'm not able to go to TechX this year, and I'm kind of bummed about that. I'm more than kind of bummed. I'm really bummed about that. (laughs) <laughs> really bummed about that, but if I were going, I would be most excited about for day two. I think trends in the asphalt industry. It's led by Brett Williams from Napa, and just reading the abstract that he sent over, I'm excited about that in general. So I'm I'm sure we're going to hear good things about that one.
1: Yeah, I think so. He's covering a lot of topics in the asphalt industry. And one thing, if you're an asphalt person or a state DOT, he is going to be touching on balanced mix design. And that's been a really hot topic over the last couple of years. So you won't want to miss that.
0: All right, let's go to day three now, Wednesday, March 29th. We have a lot of sessions on Wednesday. Again, three breakout sessions going simultaneously. What are you most excited about out of that on Wednesday?
1: Well, that day... I think the one that I'm excited about attending mm-hmm. is the panel with TechDot. So yeah. they are going to talk about the CFR requirements for qualifications and certifications. That is an issue that we have cared a lot about over the years. What are the states doing to fulfill their requirements from Federal Highway Administration for qualification of labs, certification of technicians. And I think there'll be a lot of laboratories that'll be interested in hearing what Textile has to say and other states who want to kind of share their experiences with Textile. hopefully during that session. So I have circled that one on my own schedule because I want to be there to hear what what they have to say.
0: Yeah, I should say that you are also presenting two sessions that day, correct? Are you doing the uh, R18 three? three. three? You got three? <laughs> That's a busy I, day for you.
1: It's a it's a busy morning for me on yes. Wednesday. I've got part one and two of to R18. I used to do one session on R18, but it was much like a, a, a speed reader type situation where I was trying to get through so much so fast. And I would have loved to spend more time with the attendees to talk about what they wanted to talk about and let them share more. So what we did this time is we split it up into two sessions where the part one is going to be covering the first part of R18 up to section five. If you're really into R18, you'll know what that means. And if not, that's okay. (laughs) And part two will be focusing more on section six, which that gets into more of the technical stuff. So that'll be good. And then I cover accreditation 101 in that following, the third session of the morning for me. Uh, And that's going to be great for somebody who is learning about accreditation. That is not going to be a time for you to say things like, hey, uh, why are we suspended? or why like what <laughs> what happened in this particular thing but it's more of an informational session for people to learn about accreditation you can certainly ask questions but i don't think we want to air anybody's dirty laundry in that one
0: yeah that definitely seems to be geared towards new people in the industry so whether your laboratory is newly accredited or that you are just in a role now that you care about accreditation maybe you only were maybe you got promoted from a technician where accreditation wasn't on top of your mind and now you're a laboratory manager where you need to learn about that. It's definitely is for newer people in in the accreditation.
1: Yeah. And I think there are people like that that attend the technical exchange. Mm -hmm. So that's a good one. What about you? What are you excited about that day?
0: I'm excited about the quality control charts. I just have loved the idea of using control charts to extend the intervals that are required for some maintenance and calibration. And It's a weird thing for me to care about because I have no technical background, but I've just been hearing bits and pieces about control charts over the years since working here. And I always thought that it was such a great concept as a way to stay within the requirements of the standards, but that you can, you know, work smarter, not harder kind of thing is what what I take out of it. So I'm actually really excited for people to learn about that. And I'm glad we actually have a session just on that.
1: I had no idea that you were excited about control charts. This is quite a quite a revelation for me.
0: I know it seems it seems like I wouldn't be because I've just but like I've heard just just enough information over the decade plus that I've been here and I'm just like I want to know more about it. So I'm at, like if I were attending I would definitely attend that and it has no impact on my day-to-day working but I just think that concept is so interesting of how you can track the data and make sure you know, really only do what you need to do and only service the equipment when you really need to service it and not doing it, you know, just because it's a requirement that you're doing it smart.
1: Yeah, so. that makes sense. And, and people definitely don't take advantage of that concept very yeah. often. I, it's been out there for a while and you rarely see it because people don't want to they don't want to make a mistake and then have a consequence, right? So they they kind of tread lightly. But we're always here to answer questions. And if you're you're curious about that, like Kim is, uh, show up that morning at eight and uh, and learn some more about it. Well, you know what else is going on that day? Our our friend Gary has the presentation.
0: Yes, and I love the name of it. That's what it's like so. I'm glad it's not going on in another time for the. The control charts, so I can plug this as well. It's not conflicting with that. But how a superhero performs field density testing—just the title of that—I want to know what's happening there. So, Gary, I'm sure is having a great presentation for that. He is always a great presenter in past events, and again, a frequent guest on the podcast. So, a shout out to his session on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, that's Gary Pascarel from Froling and Robertson, and he was most recently on our Civ E11 episode. I do want to mention that that does conflict with my part two of R18. And if anybody decides that they want to go to Gary's instead, uh, I will understand and I will not hold it against you. So I just want everybody to get the most out of the session.
0: For the staff that are presenting, we have Ashto resource staff, and then we have some guest speakers coming in. I personally, if I were attending, would favor the guest speakers because I know I can always reach out to Ashto staff and ask them <laughs> questions about whatever they were presenting on. So that is how I would look at it. I don't know if we want to share that with anybody else, but I know I personally would prioritize guest speakers versus staff presenters.
1: I agree with that completely. I mean, anybody can reach me anytime and ask me a question and I will you know, eventually get back to you or we'll just have a podcast episode about it. And I won't answer it at all uh, and just talk about other stuff. So uh, yeah, you can reach out to us anytime you want. Uh, but these guest speakers put a lot of effort into it and they volunteer their time Uh, and they're all busy people, to share information because they're passionate about it. I think it's really a great thing to support them and show up for their sessions and be engaged as uh, audience members.
0: Also, Wednesday night, this is a highlight for a a non-session, we have an off-site reception happening Wednesday night. I do not know details about that, but we will have something happening Wednesday night. So.
1: Our offsite events are usually pretty fun and they're as low key as you want them to be. So depending on on what your interest is and some of these offsite events, you could just hang out and, and chat with people or you could be engaged in whatever those activities are. Uh, so even if it sounds like something you're not that excited about, I would still go and just if you couldn't notice, I talk a lot. So I will be around talking with people. Pretty much the entire time, so that week I get pretty exhausted by the end. But I, I love it. You know, it's a, it's great opportunity to meet people and, and just engage with people in the industry. And I always learn a lot from them.
0: Looking at our last day on Thursday, March thirtieth, we only have sessions in the morning. So, what are you most excited about on day four?
1: I would have to say culture of quality panel. I think that having a, a strong quality culture is number one in being able to maintain accreditation and just do good work. I think when laboratories really struggle with accreditation, that's usually the missing ingredient. You know, they're regularly suspended or just can't seem to get things done. Somebody's not engaged. Somebody's not, you know, some, something is missing, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if you can listen, go to that session, if you're struggling listen to kind of some of the tips or some of the topics that they talk about in this culture of quality panel and see what might work. And maybe that'll trigger some ideas for you and how to make things better. Or if you're already, maybe you already have a good culture of quality and it can always be better, right? Cause part of that culture of quality is continual improvement
0: even if you are seeing this and you're like, oh, well, I think we have a good culture, then go and share your lessons learned, right? Share your you're farther along on the quality journey then, which is amazing. But then there might be somebody else in there that could really benefit from what you are doing at your organization and how you have built the culture of quality.
1: Yeah, that's true. And, it, and is that also your answer for day four?
0: I like that, but I'm I would be interested in the corporate QMS, which is happening at the same time. But again, I think it's one of those things work smarter, not harder. That is definitely like the efficiency. So I think corporate quality management systems can be really beneficial and are underutilized. So I would maybe favor that. That would still that'd be a game day decision for me. I'm not quite sure on that. Between yeah, it
1: depends on your role, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like some people it, it might that might not resonate with them as much. And and if it doesn't, you're going to learn something from culture of quality. Mm-hmm. So two great options. So that's the day where we only have a two sessions at a time on on mm-hmm. the last day.
0: And I do think we kind of skimmed over something that I know is a favorite from the past, which is Lab Manager 101, which happens on day two. And then we have Lab Manager 201 happening on day three. Now, we both didn't pick those, but those are returning favorites. So if this is your first time to TechX, then I think, you know, those would be really useful because we get great feedback from that from Tom Taylor who's the guest presenter on those and he has been doing that every year i think since we've started holding this event and every year we get positive feedback for that and so many people are like i can actually go and implement some of these things in my laboratory immediately we glossed over those just cuz those aren't our favorites because we have seen them for years but, but if you're new i definitely would say that those are highlights
1: i don't want to diminish any of the other sessions either you know we just we we didn't want to make this episode uh, two hours long talking about every different session. But uh, Tom Taylor's lab manager sessions have been typically highly rated. Uh, you know, we get feedback after all the sessions and people rave about those. So if you're a lab manager, a prospective lab manager, want to be one one day, I would not miss
0: those. And we have a lot of different sessions and we talked about this in the previous episode about the difference of between them but we have workshop breakout sessions we have round tables and we have panels and they are all clearly labeled on the draft agenda but i think you can tell what they what each one is by the by the names of them but i think the round tables i would be most excited about going and wanting to attend i think as well in general just cuz i like that kind of dynamic but there's something for everybody for sure
1: yeah we started round tables last year and I remember hosting one, and I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And it was the as a moderator, it was probably the easiest session that I've ever <laughs> moderated because people had so much to talk about, and I just kind of started it off. And then everybody had so much to share, and it's really an unstructured discussion where the people in the room are just asking each other questions, talking about whatever they want to talk about. It's a great opportunity to share information.
0: Also of note, I want to say, if you're thinking about registering for this event, it is an in-person only. We do not have a virtual option. I have had some questions about that. So it is in-person only. I did want to make of note, there is no deadline to register. You can register same day if that is what works for you. But I will say we do have a deadline for hotel rooms. So if you want to stay at the hotel that we're having the event, at the Hilton Fort Worth, the room block closes on March 6th or sooner, depending if it's full. So I just want to make note of that, that there is some time, a deadline in that regard, but there is no deadline for registering. If you're still a day of, or if you're local to Fort Worth and you just want to pop in for a day, you can just register for one day of the event and you don't have to register for the whole thing. But the website explains all of those details as well. I just wanted to kind of throw that one out there.
1: Yeah, I'd also like to mention when you sign up for the technical exchange, there is an area on the sign up sheet where they have you read over the expectations for behavior and requirements and kind of standards for behavior at these type of sessions. I really like people to read that and take note because we want to continue to have this be a positive experience for every attendee. So please take note of that. And if you have any questions, let us know.
0: Anything else you wanted to say about the event?
1: Well, yeah, there is something I was thinking about. And I only started thinking about this because last week or the week before, I went to the Transportation Research Board meetings, or not meetings, it's convention in D.C., and I had gone to that off and on in the past, and I I found it to be, you know, sometimes good, sometimes I didn't get a lot out of it, but a lot of that had to do with the choices I made in which sessions I attended. As a more experienced attendee, I tried to mix it up a little bit this time. And I went to some things that I was moderately interested in. Maybe they're not exactly what I do for work, but they were kind of interesting sounding topics. And I had my best experience at the Transportation Research Board conference this year by mixing it up. And I would say if you're not really sure what to do, don't always just go with what you know on the agenda try to broaden your horizons a little bit, and I suspect you will have a similar experience that I did. It's just some food for thought as you're planning your week.
0: In that same vein, I think reading the session abstracts, looking at the learning objectives beforehand is really helpful, as well as like sending me intention of what are you going to take away that you can implement right away. So I like to attend these kind of workshops with a notepad of, like, after each session, I take the notes or or not if I don't need to. But, like, what's my takeaway for that session that I can try to implement right away? And then looking back at those after the fact has been really helpful for me to make sure that I get the most out of the session, so.
1: Well that sounds great. I and mean, very well organized and well intentioned. So that's if you can if you can pull that off, I salute you. Uh, yeah, if I've, you, never, if we, I've never been great at that. Uh, <laughs> but I admire your just, effort.
0: Just saying that's what works best for me. Everyone is different. But if you are excited about this content and this event, um we kind of have a teaser in February. We have a free webinar on internal audits that if you want to Attend. It's a free hour-long webinar. And you can go to ashtoresource.org slash events and it's internal audits, what's the point? And on February 16th at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And our very own Tracy Barnhart is going to lead that presentation. And she said it's kind of a light version of what she's going to be presenting at TechX. So perhaps you can't go to TechX this year, but you're still interested, or perhaps you want to just get more information on internal audits before you go so you before you can dive right into her session at Techx, you can have this webinar for free in mid-February. So check that out as well.
1: Yeah, th- don't miss that opportunity. I know I've seen a lot of internal audit records, and I know that people need some help by hearing about what can work well and some best practices, I think you can get better at that too. Tracy does a, a fantastic job with our internal audits. She's very thorough, very detailed. and and the results are always meaningful and bring about meaningful changes to the way we do things.
0: So please check that out. Yep, and even if you can't attend, we do record the webinars. So the webinar you'll get a recording of. And again, for the actual technical exchange, we do not record anything. There is no virtual option. It is in person. And I will say we do not provide slides from all of the sessions as well. I know that's a question we get sometimes. So at TechX, you will not be able to get the slides from the presentations and the workshops and the sessions. But there'll be handouts and other job aids that you can take as well.
1: Yeah, that's one of my favorite questions that I hear at a meeting. And I think every time I've ever gone to something that has a presentation, there's always someone in the room that says, can I have a copy of those slides? And I always wonder, what are you going to do with that? Yeah. Are you What are you going to go on a tour and give that presentation? <laughs> are you really going to go back and look at that? You probably are not. So instead of doing other things and not paying attention in the session and thinking you're going to look at this presentation later, maybe just live in the moment and experience it live and get the most you can out of it there.
0: I know. And uh, some of our sessions will also have workbooks and worksheets and things that you can take notes on that will actually be better than slides with no context, right? Slides without a presenter don't do that much good, right? Because they're meant for presenting. <laughs> so Especially um, mine. Yeah. Oh, no. Don't I make a get point. I
1: make a point for my slides to be completely worthless to somebody <laughs> who doesn't know what the presentation is about.
0: Yes, which is great when somebody has to fill in for you as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think about that person very much, unfortunately. You know, we all have our faults, and that's one of Uh, mine.
0: Oh, goodness. Well, I hope we shed some light and got some people excited about TechX. Um, And again, the draft agenda is getting updated pretty much every week once we have new information and new things. So... Take a look at it, and you can again go to slash events and then click on either the logo or the link for the 2023 Ashto Resource Technical Exchange. And again, those dates are March 27th through 30th in Fort Worth, Texas. Thanks for listening to Ashto Resource Q and A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcast at ashtoresource.org, or call Brian at 240-436. 4820 For other news and related content, check out Astro Resources Twitter feed or go to astroresource.org